Welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we talk all things dance and dance related. We are so glad you could join us. As we sit here, still hoping desperately for the day when we are finally allowed back into the dance studio, it almost feels like other areas are gradually returning to normal. It is surprising how quickly things like school and the shops are all looking almost like they did before. In the race for things to return to normal, I'm hoping that we can all take a moment to think about what parts of normal we really want to return to. I know there are many things I actually enjoyed about being at home. Yeah, I miss dancing so much, but I actually really enjoyed learning from home and not racing about to get ready in the mornings. Yes, I'm already hating how often I am racing about the house in the morning screaming, We're late! Hurry up! You do that a lot. Well, you should really get ready quicker. I guess what I'm trying to say is that in times of crisis, we realise what is really important to us. If you have your health, family and happiness, then that's what really counts. And I hope that everyone can spare a little moment to reflect on what parts of their lives are most important to them before we find ourselves back in the rut of racing from one place to another. I don't mind our little bubble, to be honest. You know, now would actually be a really good time to set some new goals. You could go back to our episode 2 to find some really good goal-setting tips. Sounds like a plan. We should do some of our own. But before we do that, let's have a chat to another young dancer and find out how he has been coping with this situation and what he has been doing to keep himself motivated and on track during this time. Today, we are really fortunate to talk to a young dancer who has just finished a contract with the Sydney Dance Company. Alexander Borg completed his professional dance training with Sydney Dance Company and then became a trainee with their company. We are extremely fortunate to have him on to chat today. Welcome, Alex. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on today. No worries. Thank you for having me. Alex, you recently finished up your contract with the Sydney Dance Company, but can we first go back to where it all began for you? Yes. So I started dance at the age of seven at a studio in the Shire called Joan Williamson Dance Academy. And I trained there for just over 10 years in genres of classical ballet, contemporary, jazz, musical theatre, everything really. Now, Joanne Williamson is a big name in the Sutherland Shire. Uh, What drew you to going to that dance school? Well, funny, my sister actually, she was there before me. She's a couple of years younger. And funny story, I was, I actually started learning the the dances of High School Musical um, in front of the TV and my parents were like, Alex, you should get into it. You should go try a class. And I said, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And at the time, I actually had just done maybe like an, an hour class at a gymnastics place just on a Saturday and I thought no I'll just stick with that and then it kind of came to the point where I was like no I'll give it a go so went to a class and I do an hour at gym and then an hour at Joe's and then it came to the point where I was like okay you got to choose between that or gymnastics so I thought I'm going to choose dance because I can do acro at the same time so yeah the rest is history so yeah that's how I started at Joe's. And how old were you when you took your first dance class? I was seven. Now you studied at Newtown Performing Arts what was it like attending Newtown? Newtown was so great it's su- it was such a unique school amazing to have dance drama and music students across the state all under one roof it was absolutely incredible with Newtown I was able to be a part of their dance companies and classical ballet companies so their after school programs and also you had such uh, an array of opportunities to perform at showcases uh, state dance school spectacular and also I was a part of the year 12 USA dance tour so we were able to travel across the states and perform 
and audition for colleges and intensives over there, which was just incredible. But yeah, Newtown, so awesome. After Newtown, you went into Sydney Dance Company's pre-professional year. How did you get into that and what did that course involve? So I auditioned for the pre-professional year at the end of my graduation year of Newtown. I was looking at a course that really, really focused on contemporary and classical ballet training. And I'm so glad and fortunate to have gone to the pre-professional year. So the audition process for that course, it involved a full day of audition. This involved a classical ballet class, a repertoire section. So you had to learn a bit of the company's repertoire and improvisation as well. So the pre-professional year focuses on classical ballet, contemporary, improvisation and creative tasking. Um, and I think with a course such as this, I think when I was looking across, you know, Sydney, because I just wanted to try, I didn't want to go out of the country. I really wanted to stay here, especially because when I graduated high school, I was still only 17. <laughs> so I hadn't hit the 18 mark yet. So I, I still wanted to stay at home with family. So I think too, in Sydney, it was so hard to kind of look for a course because everything was is kind of quite commercialized. And I just really wanted to hit the contemporary classical ballet mark. And so this was the perfect course directed by Linda Gamblin. Um, she had this beautiful way of setting it out that she focuses on artist first, human second, and then dancer third. And we were able to be exposed to over 30 international and national choreographers and to be able to work and to learn about so much of what they've learned and then their passing on and their knowledge um, was just incredible. And also, because I did two years at the course, I received a diploma in Dance Elite the first year and then a advanced diploma in the second year. And I chose to do a second year because for me, a year wasn't long enough. It went so fast and it's just so much to absorb that I thought I need a second year to tackle even more and just to mature and grow. So I did two years at the course. And one other incredible thing about the course is that it's the only course in Australia that is able to work alongside a professional working company. And I don't mean as in you're training alongside them, you're literally on the other side of the wall, but you've still got that ability to do morning class with them and company class and watch their studio runs and stuff like that and get to know the company and the artistic director, Raphael. So that is also an incredible, incredible opportunity as well. How did you feel when you first got offered the role as a trainee with the Sydney Dance Company? I was absolutely shocked and overjoyed and really, really happy. Yeah, I still remember I was put into uh, Raphael's office and sat me down and it was quite close to graduation time. And yeah, he was like, would you like to be a part of the company? And I was like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was incredible. Yeah. What did that role involve? So the trainee role, it's basically the same as a full-time member. You do the exact same hours, the exact same rehearsals, performances, tours as any other company member, except you're just a trainee. So basically from my understanding, the trainee is you're coming out of the pre-professional stage in your career and you're entering a professional stage. And also because I was coming out of the pre-professional year, one student, if Raphael was really interested in a dancer, he would select to join the company. So I think that's the kind of titled it as the training in that sense. It's like a transition kind of role. What was the experience like working with the Sydney Dance Company? It was such an incredible experience. It was so eye-opening for me, especially because I was the youngest dancer in the company as well. And you're coming out of a pre-professional stage where the course especially is very nurturing and you're still training and stuff like that. And then you've kind of got to jump straight up to this level of 
professionalism. So yeah, it was very eye-opening in that sense. And I think, you know, being able to work alongside these incredible dancers and performing and touring was just so incredible. And being exposed to different international choreographers and national choreographers, young and emerging, was really incredible. And being able to be a part of that and working with uh, Raphael was, yeah, Overall, it was amazing. So going from full-time training to then going into working for a dance company, what sort of training do you do on a daily basis when you then move into a company? So basically the the daily routine as a professional working dancer in the Sydney Dance Company, you'd have your morning class, which would change every day. So you'd either have ballet, contemporary or yoga. So that would be like an hour and a half. Um, And then basically the rest of the day, because our days were 9.30 to 6. So they're quite long, intense days. Monday to Friday, you would have rehearsals all day. You're, You're leading up to a season or a specific show or a tour. So yeah, they're basically rehearsals. And it's similar, like with full-time training, you are are dancing all the time. Mm -hmm. So you've still got that high-intensity training, but with the company, you've got to add on studio runs and performances and tours. So there's that added level of not only physical, but also that mental training and strength and stuff like that. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, right. That's pretty full-on, isn't it? It is (laughs) full-on. How many shows a year or per week were you performing with the Sydney Dance Company? So shows happen in seasons or different segments throughout the year. So there was never a show a week because that would have been a lot. Basically, we'd have season one, season two and season three. So season one would be first half of year. Season two would be probably around the October, November And then December was season three. So then in between like the middle of the year was national tour or international tour. So yeah, I think seasons would run possibly, I think one week to two weeks at max, but that is like, you know, 14 shows during those weeks. So it's it's quite a lot. So yeah, it's kind of spaced out across the year. And so would it be three different shows roughly a year that you would perform? Yeah, three different shows. And if if you're taking on a different show to tour, maybe it was a past work, but they're bringing it back, something like that. But otherwise, yes, three different shows. When you get offered a contract with the Sydney Dance Company, how long is that contract normally? Contract is 12 months, so it's a year. Um, So every year you kind of need to fight for your position for another year? It's like that, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's quite similar to other contracts I, I'm sure like cruise ships, for example, mm-hmm. they might range in different months or something like yeah. that, maybe a nine month one or something like that. But with companies, yeah, it's kind of like a little, you do a year, kind of go back, you reevaluate where you are at. Do they hold auditions every year usually? The Sydney Dance hold, they hold a audition every two years. Okay. Yeah. So even if there's no positions available or if they've got positions available, they still hold those auditions because you never know. They may like you and you, they may not have a position for you, but in three years' time, you might get a call. So they do do one every two years, yes. And how long were you dancing with the Sydney Dance Company? I was with Sydney Dance for a year. And during that time, yeah. what was your favourite show that you performed? My favourite show would have been, I think there's, there's a few for different reasons. Season one, one of the works by Melanie Lane called Wolf was such an awesome work. It was just so quirky and so groovy and cool to perform really great like techno music we were able to wear paint on our arms and by the end of that 30 minutes everyone would be really messy with the paint so it was it was quite enjoyable and playful to work with and also i think 
during season two. It was the 50th celebration for Sydney Dance last year, so that was really special to be a part of that. And also I think the New Breed season, which is season three, it's where two young emerging artists come and choreograph on us and then two of the dancers in the company choreograph on the company as well. So that was really cool to just a choreographic play. So that's a really cool season too. So yeah, there was a few seasons that I enjoyed. Who have been your favourite choreographers to work with? I really enjoyed Melanie Lane with her work Wolf. I absolutely love her style, her creative process, how she utilises improvisation and working with everyone's abilities. I really enjoyed her choreographic play, her creative tasking and just her ideas and knowledge. And I also enjoyed working with the new breed choreographers last year, which was Josh Moo and Ariella Casu. Just the ability just to kind of work with people that are, you know, around your age and that also obviously a little bit older than me, but that have loads of experience as well, but are just able to combine all of us together, young minds. And it was just really cool just to see not only having those known choreographers that we were able to work with, but people that are young and emerging and, you know, know what's the go kind of thing. So that was pretty cool. Awesome. Now you are young, but what would you say have been your greatest (laughs) achievement so far? I think my greatest achievement so far is just being accepted into a professional contemporary company at the age of 19 and straight out of training. So I think that would be my greatest achievement so far, I think. What have been the biggest challenges that you've faced? I think the biggest challenges for me would probably be injuries. And I think that would go, I think a lot of dancers would say that too. Like, for example, I had suffered a, during my first year of training, I suffered my first major injury and I never experienced really big injuries before. Like, especially during my studio training, like I was, you know, in the competition scene and it was, it was all of that. And that was very heavy, heavy load on the body. And I still was able to get through all that, but it kind of caught up to me when I hit professional training. So yeah, I had a back injury and that, and I was always scared of back injuries and it happened to me. So I had a little bit of time off, but I was able to really learn about my body and just really, you know, come back into myself and just learn about, okay, we've got to take a step back sometimes. We don't have to push so hard. We don't have to always be perfect. So that's why Linda was just the perfect person to just unlayer and just go back to just being you and being the human rather than just being this perfect dancer all the time. So I think it would be injuries are the biggest challenges. And then overcoming those and maintaining that really strong mental state and physical state. Having said that, that injuries have been probably one of your biggest challenges, would you encourage young dancers to do any kind of prehab work? A hundred percent, including post-hab too. And I think one of my favourite processes with prehab and post-hab is Pilates. And that has got me through my injuries. It is just a great way to really focus on not only the physical, but also the mental. And it just, it really helped me through my rehab and with my back injury, especially because I have scoliosis. So that also is an added issue, (laughs) you could say. So Pilates just really, really helped with that. So I definitely highly recommend dancers to just really focus on their body. It's not just all about seeing maybe a photo online or that kid can do that. I want to do that. Can I try it at home? Don't take the risk because it it will catch up to you in the future. So yes, 100% Pilates is a great, great thing. And I think everyone should be doing it from a young age. Who have been your inspirations in your career so far? I would say my fellow artists, 
friends, colleagues, just being able to be surrounded by them every day would be my inspirations because I don't think you realize how much you learn by watching them and talking to them and, you know, hearing about their experiences and their knowledge that they can pass on to me. So I think I would say the people that I surround myself with, but as an institution, I think Netherlands Dance Theatre in the Netherlands is absolutely incredible and I really admire their work and their repertoire and their dances. So yeah, that would be my inspiration. What are your goals for the future now? My goals, I think, well, I've just recently come home from a European trip. I recently went over there for a few auditions and just to kind of see what it's like over there. And I'm absolutely in love. I am going to definitely be heading back to Europe once everything's better because there's just so, I feel like for contemporary, there is just so much more over there than in Australia. So I would definitely be heading over there again and I want to, you know, participate in intensives and I've got my eye on a couple of places that I really want to keep in contact with. So they're my goals for the moment, yeah. What's it like trying to find work as a dancer in Australia? Do you find that there's a limited amount of opportunities? There is, there is. And I think too because we just have a much smaller population as well. And over in places such as the US and Europe, there is just so much more. There is so much more money for the arts, especially in Europe. And here, yeah, there's just a much smaller community, especially in the contemporary scene. We have a lot of, um, you know, freelancers or those kind of individual projects, mm-hmm. but just not, we've got the Sydney Dance Company, we've got Bangara, we've got ADT, but we just, yeah, I just don't think there's enough here. There is like, commercial wise i don't think there's even a lot here for that either you look at la there's so much more and there's just so many incredible dances everywhere and there's just like this minute amount of amount of space and offers and contracts so yeah i think australia doesn't have enough that's why i'm looking outside australia what was that experience like going to europe and facing up to a couple of auditions and things was it a little bit daunting it was definitely daunting you know you have that you go oh i've got these auditions lined up and i'm traveling all this way what if nothing pays off and stuff like that you kind of have your doubts but i'm so glad i did it and i was very fortunate enough the auditions that i did i did do really well in and even if I didn't get right to the end of one of them I you know still managed to be accepted an audition in the first place and being able to get over there and just give it a go and I've met incredible people that I've kept in contact with and yeah 100% it's daunting and I've had friends that have gone through it but they say it's so worth it and I 100% 100% think it is. You just got to take the risk. Have you got a time frame that you're going to give to say, I'm going to give this year and see what happens? Or are you open to <laughs> as long as it takes? I think I believe everything happens for a reason. And I, I don't want to put a time frame or a mm-hmm. limit on it. I just want to give everything a go. And I think dancers especially, like some people will continue to fight for it and we'll go back and back time and time again I think I'd be that type of person I don't think I'd be oh I got so close that time and I'm going to go back and then this is not going to happen and blah 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 I don't think I can think that way I think I'm just so headstrong and motivated and really just want to give it my all and I think that's that's what I'm going to do that's a great way to go at it that's the way you're going to get things (laughs) yes definitely did you ever want to do anything other than dance I don't think so really, actually. To be honest, I can't really imagine it, imagine my life without it. But if it wasn't for dance, I think through my injury, I really, really found Pilates as a kind of an interest, maybe for something else down the track. Um, Probably 
doing a course for Pilates or something like that, just because I just learned so much about my body and about training and strengthening. I really think I could maybe dive into that maybe later down the track. What do you love about dance? All right. I love how it makes me feel. I love how it brings people together and especially the creative part of things that I've learned, improvisation. I just, yeah, I absolutely love it. I also love being able to share it with other young aspiring dancers and students through teaching. But yeah, it's just an incredible art form. What's your favourite style to dance? I'd say contemporary is my favourite style, but I also enjoy musical theatre too. What style do you find the hardest? I think every style is hard in its own way, but I would probably say classical ballet, probably. How do you keep flexible and strong? Okay, I'm always maintaining my fitness, especially because I'm freelancing a lot at the moment. I don't have that company schedule, so I'm not always dancing at 110% all the time. But I'm always going to the gym, always doing workout sessions to keep up my stamina and strength. I'm also doing a lot of Pilates work, so that mat work, just to really maintain core strength and keeping especially my back nice and strong. So I do that all quite often. You have to be very self-motivated then once you, I mean, when you're in a company, you're obviously being told you have to be at this training and that training. Then when you become a freelance person, I mean, Mm. your body is how you're going to make money through your dancing. You have to do the preparation yourself then. Definitely, definitely. It's so, so, so important to maintain that strength. And yes, definitely not having that company schedule you really, really just got to take on that responsibility and be really mature about it and say, well, if you really, really want to do this with your life, you've got to protect your body because the body's the temple. This is what you need it for. So 100%, you've got to take care of yourself. Do you kind of make up your own schedule then? Like I will stretch these days of the week and I will do go to the gym these days a week, etc. Yeah, well, I do teach quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So that is a really great bonus that I can still kind of keep that momentum of cardio up as well because teaching takes out a lot I actually was thinking oh my god like this teaching is actually I'm actually more tired from that than dancing because you're vocalizing as well you're correct and you've got to repeat it all the time so yes yes I would say you've got to you've got to have that self-motivation I definitely designate days to go to the gym and stuff like that as well so yeah Definitely. How many hours a week does a Sydney dance company dancer need to train? So we did 9.30 to 6, Monday to Friday. So there were quite long days. So I would say, oh my gosh, I don't know, 30, I think it's like 35 hours a week or something. So it's like eight hours a day, seven and a half hours a day. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone wanting to one day be in the Sydney dance company? So I would say the artistic director just looks for authenticity. So be true to yourself, not to force anything and don't try and be someone who you just aren't. They just want to see you. And obviously they adore the classical and contemporary training. Obviously you have to have that and you want to be really fast on your feet as in, you know, picking up choreography, but he loves people that are really interested and eager to learn and work and create. So yeah, I think that's what they would look for in a dancer. So if that was your goal, you would definitely say classical ballet is that you really need to focus on? Yes. Well, especially for that company, like contemporary dance does come hand in hand with classical ballet worldwide, I would say. It is the foundation for all styles including contemporary, you need it for jazz, you need it for tap, you need it for everything. So yes, definitely classical ballet is so important and people really need to really focus on that style. Awesome. Now this current situation that we're in, a little bit tricky, how has it affected yeah. you? So yes, so much uh, teaching and choreographing lined up, but obviously, unfortunately, yes, 
the virus has taken over and yes, I'm not teaching now. So a couple of studios are going through their online programs. So I've been doing some tutorials for that, but it's definitely, it's not the same as being in a studio space with the kids. It's definitely very hard to do it through a screen and through a camera, but yes, that's where I'm at at the moment. And I was going to travel to Europe probably in August, but that's not happening anymore. So yeah, there was quite a lot of a lot of plans that were kind of going to happen, but unfortunately it hasn't happened and won't this year, but that's okay. It's just kind of this time is just about reflecting and just kind of thinking about really what, what I want to do. And it's kind of that forced rest in a way. That's what I was kind of thinking with my injuries. I'm being forced to rest. So yeah, it's just a time to think and evaluate, but definitely I still love it. So we're going to continue to fight for it. 2021 hopefully. So how are you staying motivated and positive during the time? I know it will all be okay in the end, whether it be six months, whether it be eight months, but I know this is what I want to do and I'm not just going to throw it away. I'm always, you know, looking up music and music searching and looking up what I can create, what I can work with. I'm improvising all the time. I'm still trying to do like a little ballet class here and there. I've created like my deck. I've kind of formed into a little studio space. But yeah, I'm still always trying to create and trying to keep up with projects that I was just previously working on so I'm still gung-ho on trying to get all that done as best as I can in this crazy situation. Awesome well thank you so much for giving up your time and talking with us today. No worries thank you so much for having me. Alex we wish you all the best for the future and I know with your attitude that you're going to go super far so keep going keep staying positive. Thank you guys thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us remember to catch up with all our previous episodes on Spotify iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Keep smiling and keep dancing. See you next time. Bye. Bye.